0: You're listening to Todd's Podcast with your host, Todd Hartwell. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, comment, and share it with a friend. Hey, this is Todd Todd's Podcast, and I am the aforementioned host of the show. So here's the deal. Um, We've talked in a past uh, podcast about the big fish. Now, the big fish is, you know uh the big client the the big contact at the big client things of that nature uh we all know what it is at least you should if you've been doing any kind of business you know you go out uh fishing and uh you don't want to catch small fish you want to catch the big fish right so uh the fact is is that you should only be chasing um 20% 20% of the time, the insane opportunity of the big fish, and then 80% of your time, right where you're supposed to be uh, hunting, and that which you close most of your business on. Uh, there are people who chase these big fish opportunities all over the place, like uh, Moby Dick, and uh, usually it ends up in the same fashion. <laughs> the big fish drags the ship down, and then... Uh, You wind up getting fired, or you wind up killing your business, or whatever the deal is, right? But here we're going to talk about um, to learn how to uh, attract your big fish and prepare for the first contact you make from. This first contact is essential to your success. You'll need to instill confidence in them, they'll need to know that you can fully do exactly what you're offering. On time at a good price and a good quality price. Right? This is basic business, but you've got to be able to convey that in a short period of time so that you get that next opportunity. Today we're gonna go actually into the big approach on how to make the first perfect impression. Before you put together an approach plan. You need to choose which big fish you're going after. It needs to be customized. Take a look at your notes. Do the research about the prospective fish and decide which will be the easiest approach to start out. With. You've got to actually plan for this. It is not your standard uh, fishing arrangement where you just throw the net out and you're going to catch some of them. It's not that. This is going to be something that you need to actually think clearly about what you're doing. There are a series of things you're going to go through in which to start fishing. And they are position your business in order to be able to serve this client, compile your hit list, and then select the best targets. Because, uh, for example, in some industries that I've been in, and there's lots of big fishes, but some of them would just be uh, horrible. Or the competitor is so ensconced in there, uh, and rightfully so because they're not a big fish to them but they'd be a big fish to you and um, you, you don't have the ability to service that particular big fish for example um if i got an opportunity to do a rollout of some services with walmart and they said we're going to give you every single store you got and they gave me a list of all the things they wanted me to take care of which i, I kind of already know what some of those things are i couldn't do it I couldn't do it. Not not even at our best day could we do it uh, because there's too many stores, and there's too many services to run, and I don't have the manpower to do the job, right? So I would fail. I would actually lose money on the deal, especially working with Walmart because they're notoriously cheap. So anyways, no offense to any of the Walmart folks, but you guys, uh, you know, the 800-pound girl in the room expects to get the best for the best and for the least, and then... Sometimes that's not the best. We've talked about that in podcast. Getting the best price, what you think is the best price, is the cheapest price, sometimes does not serve you well. Often, often does not serve you well because you got the really cheap price and then and there you go. You're always chasing quality service and then scratching your head away, saying, Why can't these people do a better job? Because they don't want to. You're not paying them enough. So anyhow, position your business. When you position your business to make the first move by listing your revenue streams, your operational procedures, your where your fish is initially positioned, your big customer research, and then putting it all together. Next, compiling your list is what we talked about. That is, start with a list of companies that you've been considering and it, narrow it down to the ones that are best suited for what you can provide, provide uh, products for. Or services, and that you can actually service this client correctly. Don't o- overlook obvious choices, whether they're big or small. Even small companies can turn into big fish uh, opportunities later on. So know that, and then select the best target. Once you've gone and narrowed down your li- your list, and we talked about niching, you need to decide which of the big fish are the best ones to actually go after. Which ones have the best purchasing resource to spend? Which ones have the best payment terms? If you can find that out. Does their company uh, vision complement yours? Right? Um, I was just listening to a radio program and this particular uh, fellow does not. Uh, they do um, investment for their clients. Right? And they have narrowed down uh, their client um, offerings. uh by uh, removing, they're not going to work with alcohol companies, they're not going to work with pornography companies, they're not going to work with companies that have certain political views, things of that nature. And uh, they removed, you know, thousands of well-known named companies uh, because they just don't match up with what their clients want to do in regards to supporting a company. They don't want to give money to a company to grow if that company is involved in things that, the particular investor doesn't want to be involved in, uh, and you know their their uh, their numbers are just as good as everybody else's, if not better. And so they're like, I don't need to. I, my my clientele says that's fine, right? So they they realize that the company vision is important to their clients, and go they work with only companies that match their clients' vision. And you should do the same. What are their employee incentive programs that relate to your products and services? That may or may not make sense. Uh, if you're a CPA firm and you're trying to land a big client, that may not make a big difference. Um, but if you're uh, if if you're servicing things that uh, are at the store, or uh, if you're a perks kind of company, uh, that uh, you need to know what what the employee's incentive program is. What's the company's real need for you? Boy, you better have that down. You better know exactly what it is. If you don't know what that is, I'm not entirely sure why you're even thinking about talking to them. you got to know what is the company's real need for you and then how you fulfill it. Duh, right? Will the partnership lead you off course? talked about that earlier, right? If I got a deal with a whole Walmart, right, it would lead me way off course and down a cliff. Uh, I'd be the Titanic with that big, huge part of the ship already down, and I'm in the last 20%, and just watching myself get sucked down quickly because it'd just be, it would just, it'd just be killer. I know companies. Um, there was a, a company called Tom and Cheese. They got investment on the Shark Tank uh, from Barbara Corcoran, and these guys went crazy and went from like five locations when they were on the show, and they went to 38 locations and they got overwhelmed let them off course they got excited about you know too much growth and it was all been bad and apparently it went under I'm not terribly sure one under, but she had uh, had some comments that uh, was not well uh, when she was looking at another investment option so you should have the target in mind with uh, from the start and it's time to start approaching and execute that plan and here's a step-by-step how to help you make the first good impression. Build and analyze your database. Divide your leads into three different categories. Hot leads, great leads, and secondary leads, okay? Again, this is all one-on-one stuff sometimes. Send out introductory mailings to your target and introduce yourself and your company and product services, but they need to be short, clean, and crisp too often we allow people in the marketing departments of the world to create these ads that are just they're not concise they're not short uh, and uh, you know if you're reaching the c-level people they don't have time for that nonsense follow up follow up follow up follow up two to three days after the mailing should have been received. During that time of uh, phone, you know, you might wind up on voicemail. That's okay. But you need to find out if you don't even have the right contact person. And then, so phone calls are always important. Because even if you can't get to the right person, maybe you, you hunt around and, you know, <laughs> we all have stories, man. It's like, I thought I was talk, supposed to talk to this one dude. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no uh Jesse, the uh, gal uh, that's lower in the company, actually is in charge of that and uh, Frances uh, she's she wouldn't touch that. I mean she she probably could say no, but you know that's Jesse's gig, right So I was up too high up to t- telephone pole. and so just know every phone call is important whether you get to the person or not. Follow you up your another phone call with another mailing pepper it with pro appropriate emails with appropriate touches on LinkedIn and and their Facebook page or if any way you can get that person to notice that you're there without being a pest <clears throat> you follow up to your phone calls with another mailing and then thank them for the time the ability to speak with them to talk about your detailed services so on and so forth the letter is an opportunity to set up a meeting for a presentation oftentimes uh, you are looking for the ability to take five minutes to get the opportunity to get the presentation. Sometimes that's the zeal. Sometimes you're saying, hey, give me just about four to five minutes to see if there's a reason for me to ask you to look for 30 to 45 minutes with me. Uh, And sometimes people will take that opportunity too. Setting up a meeting at uh, 4.55 saying, hey five o'clock we're done setting the meeting up at eleven 55. we're gonna take lunch right uh, you know say people will laugh at that but it's just like no no I'm serious about this. It. Uh, we should be on the phone and off the phone in just a few minutes and you should be able to make a determination should we take that next step okay. follow up the letter with another phone call uh, they should have received another letter from you the phone call and it's, they're gonna notice that they're being hunted but you've got to be smart in your communications and that's why it is a strategy of what you're doing again it all seems like it's real basic stuff but if it was just real basic stuff you'd all be doing it and we don't we just have hazards stuff away follow up the phone call with another communication be clever with your communication you know it's a big fish you know if you know the guy is a sports guy uh, and even if they're not, I knew a guy who took a baseball, signed it, and then sent it. And then he got the meeting, and the guy goes, "Who'd you play for?" He goes, "I ought not play for anybody. I just thought it'd be funny to send you a baseball with a signed thing on it and see if I get in the door." The guy laughed, and you know, it was like, "Okay, I get it." You know, so be uh, be clever, be clever. Call again a week later if they haven't agreed meeting presentation. If they have seen your creative letters, the first one, the second one, and if they have a minute, you can stop by and introduce yourself. And that's an opportunity that if you happen to live in the same areas, right? Because that was a trick I would always do. Hey, I'm going to be, I would tell them in a letter, I am going to be at your office on Thursday uh, between 1 and 3, right? And then I'd make sure that my cold calling was appropriate, and I would literally stop in at that time and if the gatekeeper stops you that's fine you know you just say hey can you make sure you have a card i would alerted him I just to be in the area this is an unannounced meeting don't stress it to the gatekeeper right she's not letting you in and then write on the card hey as promised I swung by uh, at such and such a time I will give you a call a little bit later or you can reach back out to me and you know what sometimes it works these are all the sometimes it works, and that's all we are ever looking for in these big fish, is the sometimes it works. Now, don't be a you Don't seal the deal right away. Some of these things, they're big deals, and so it's going to take longer time periods. And that's okay, because the benefits should be greater. The revenue should be greater. This could be a little intimidating at first, but when you know that you're an offering product and of quality, you can't go wrong. you got to go with, it, with the right posture. Once you've gone through this process and you make that first contact and you make the first good impression, it's time to keep your best ways forward and don't lose the momentum. And then be there because, you know, again, they could have a contract that's set up for nine months more, right? So you say, that's great. Now you have Mr. Johnson, Miss Smith, whatever. In the event that they start messing up, I'm a good backup. Heck, you could start so You could start throwing me some opportunities, um, that they're messing up, or that nobody wants to touch, or whatever the deal is, just to start getting us in the thing. Because when we go through that next process, where you're going to have people come in and present, uh, because your contracts up, if that's the kind of business that it is, now you're in the door for the for the uh, contracts to be talked with, and now you've got a real opportunity to get in the door. And that's a whole different ball game, but that's okay. At least it's a ball game you're into, and before you were not, right? So, and then you appropriately touch base with these folks. You don't overdo it and don't underdo it. It's, uh, it's an art form. That's why sales is what it is. If you need help putting in an approach and a first good impression, I am a person that can help you do that. And that's why I'm a business coach as well. So hey, if you liked what you hear in here, you know, do the uh, no like, trust, and you know, hit all the buttons, uh, join the podcast, subscribe, and uh, you do these things because it's all about practice, drilling, and rehearsing. You talk about consistencies, to all these things. These are no dull things in business, but sometimes that's what we're missing. I tell you what, my clients, when I'm doing the coaching, we go through the basics. And the basics bring on profitability, not just revenue, profitability, because a lot of us have gotten to a certain level by using the by using those principles, and then we get so busy doing all the other stuff that we forget how to get to the next level by doing the same exact principles, because they were principles, all right? So, anyways, this is Todd Hartwell, Todd Hartwell's Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you, and I do really mean you, at the top. You're listening to Todd's Podcast with your host, Todd Hartwell. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, comment, and share it with a friend.